The 5 O'Clock Frenzy is presented by Nova Home Loans. Call 577-2600 for help in buying a new home. Now, back to Coalfield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio. Oh, it's a frenzy, all right. We got a lot going on. Third hour, John Von Tobel, Adam Hill, filling in for one Steve Cofield. I think he's back tomorrow. I don't have any confirmation. I just I don't know. We're off tomorrow. Yeah, Aces game. Oh, that's a good point. All right, there you go. So another uh, beatdown that you have to listen to that the, the Aces will hand down. First day of training camp, though. It's big, big day. Yeah, how's the uh, how's your schedule looking? Uh, I've been telling everybody my life's officially over tomorrow, so uh, we will see. Oh, so but, you're not going on the San Diego trip? Well, I think they have one day off. So as Sam, Sam was just referencing at the end of last hour, as you heard, there's a large number of – are you going? Of course not. Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, a large number of sports media and sports gambling people spending a full weekend at Del Mar next mm. weekend. Uh, I think Thursday to Sunday. I'm I usually, not cool. I'm not cool to get the invites. It's always the first weekend of – training or like first weekend after training camp starts basically mm. uh and so i think there's all i think the raiders are off one day so i think i'll sneak down there for a day but i can't go for the full four like everybody else is mm. this might be the year i can go too maybe i'll just show up unannounced go with me we'll, we'll let's just pop down there. hey guys what's up yeah it's let's me. head down there for a day it's me, jvt i'm in it's road okay. trip yeah we can podcast on the road trip oh it'd be good yeah Ooh, that'd be quite the series huh it'd be, it'd be great <laughs> down in del mar the six-part podcast series. Preview on the way down, review on the way back. We'll, we'll distort all the voices so that nobody knows these media members' names. It's. I think it's yes. mostly yes. sports yes. betting. Yes. There's only a couple media people. I think mostly sports betting. We're media people, too. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really quickly, first off, oh. we're not going to hide the identity of this person. We have a shout-out. Yes, um, Silas Dominguez. He won two premium tickets to up. the IFL Championship game. He listens to this show, actually. So, Silas, if you're listening, you know, tell Adam that you are a real person. IFL Championship. We, we do appreciate it. Yeah. Won the tickets here. You know, so he's got already his two tickets to go to the game, but now an additional two. So maybe he can give some people that he doesn't care about that much the two regular seats, and he can be on the sideline for the IFL Championship. Wow. And if you want to be like Silas and win something, how about this? 364-1100-702-364-1100. Caller number seven, you're going to be qualified to win four tickets to an Aviators game and have a shot at winning the weekly grand prize trip. This week is a four-day trip to Orlando's Disney World, Orlando Universal Studios, plus a tour of the Kennedy Space Center. Or you can take $3,000 cash. Take the trip or take the cash. It's the summer of fun. Again, qualified. Check it out now. You can be in. Caller number seven, 702-364-1100. Caller number seven. Just want to reiterate that. Ooh. All right, huh? Just a, uh, I mean, not huge breaking news, but Ooh. pretty cool. I love breaking news. It's not that it might not be worth that. Uh, the Knights are actually going to host the rookie tournament this year, which is usually most of the Western, excuse me, the Pacific Division teams also always get together in like a town mm-hmm. and have it out. I think they've hosted it twice before, maybe uh, September fifteenth to eighteenth. Do they generally gather in a small town? Uh, Try that. They feel they, uh, they feel very safe. They feel very safe there. That's for sure. No need to hire security. <laughs> of course not. Uh, Friday the fifteenth of September through Monday the eighteenth. So uh, Golden Knights will be in action. The rookies will be in action then. All right. So speaking of the Golden Knights and the word frenzy, something crossed my timeline the other day on Z or on was it Z. still Twitter then. Uh, yeah, I guess it was still on, at that point. Yes. Okay. Um, I didn't see who it was. Okay. But it was clearly, it looked like, out at the ballpark, Las Vegas ballpark. Okay. And there was somebody out in the outfield 
It was uh, looked like they were fielding a fly ball, and I don't know if there was a glitch in the matrix and the ball just phased through this man's glove, but he got nailed in the face. Who was that? Uh, that was Nate Hobbs. Like Las Vegas Raiders Nate Hobbs? Cornerback wow. Nate Hobbs, who is a corner, not a receiver. Look, softball is different than football. I saw a lot of people, how can you not catch? It's, it's different. Trust. So I will say this. I will say this. I had my first thought. I was like, man, that looks kind of easy, right? Just, hey, it's a fly ball. Just stand under it and catch it. Now, but I will not go as far as saying, like, I would have caught it because you don't, I don't know. I don't know if I would have caught it. I have a feeling I would have, but I don't have the confidence to say, I would have got it. <laughs> he, I will say it's, it's much harder than – you know, for people that maybe played when they were little or whatever, and then like, oh, I could play. You right. get out there. It's much harder to track like a fly ball or a line drive in the outfield than you think it is. And like to get over to it and make a catch, it's not an easy thing to do necessarily. But when you're under it, it's a little bit easier. He was right. under it. Of he course. Was under it. No, he was. Like, that's, I was surprised. And especially because, again, not even using it from my perspective, but like my thinking is. This is a professional athlete of the highest degree. Sure, sure. This guy's got to like it's just a fly ball. Like, of course he's got to snag it. Not the case. And he got busted up, right? Uh, it was pretty gruesome <laughs> in terms of the blood. Um, I posted a picture. It, it's after after he's wiped it away from his eye. It, there's still a lot of blood on his eye and on his face, and his jersey just has you know spatches. Spatches? No. What are you talking? Splotches. Okay. I think it's splotches. Yes. That's the word? I don't know what you were trying to say there. Spatches? Splotches? Splotches of blood, okay. all, all, like kind of all over his jersey. Now, now I'm questioning, calling into question, um, is, is it a splotch? I think it's a splotch. I think, well, I'm, I think I've, everything I know about blood Yeah, splotchy, splatter, splotchy as in dotted marked with spots. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, everything I know about blood splatter is from the watching the OJ trial, so it's been, it's been a while. But I think that that's what it's called. Uh, so, th- I mean, it was there was definitely a lot of blood. Now, he came out of the game immediately. He did go back up and take his next at-bat to... The protests of a lot of his teammates are like, bro, just go. Right. Do, do not get hurt. Um, but he did get back up there, and then he finally left and uh, got attended to. Uh, but, yeah, I think certainly a scary moment. And it, the fact that training camp starts this week, hopefully he's able to practice. I mean, that would be terrible if he misses practices because of missing a fly ball in a charity game. But let's also remember, they raised a lot of money for good causes. So it was very cool that they were out there and doing that. And um, very, very cool moment with Riley Smith. Uh, who's been traded, obviously. He's been running this uh, event for five years. Um, gets one last kind of moment with the fans, although he did get at me a little bit because I, uh, I I was asking him afterwards about just the, the moment and how special it was and his one last chance to be with the fans in Vegas. And he goes, you know I'm not dying, right? Good. Like, that's, that's fair. That's, that's fair. Uh, but, yeah, I think it was very cool and very cool to be with his family and, and everything else out there. Um, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of Golden Knights and Raiders participating and getting to spend some time with the fans. So Hobbs does have a new teammate for anybody who is uh, just getting into the car and maybe missed out on some of the news. Of course, uh, Marcus Peters has signed his deal. Right, it's official. We get the picture. He's signed on the dotted line with the uh, mm-hmm. Oakland A's hat. Yep, he is officially a member of the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Demond, do you have this off the top of your head? One year f- up to five. Yep, yep. One year up to five million. According one year to Jordan up to Schultz. Okay, there you go. So one year up to five. Marcus Peters is a member. Of the Las Vegas Raiders. Look, you need it. I think there's a lot of – I always like the team-building conversations too, Adam, because 
you, and you can speak this a little bit better. I think this happened when you were kind of a Buffalo Bills fan. But the Bills kind of did this with this, their offensive line a few years back where they just threw a bunch of bodies at it, right? They were yeah. like, screw it. Like, we need this offensive line to be better. Let's just see. Let's amass as many bodies as possible, and let's just essentially see who rises to the top, and let's see if this works out. And it kind of worked. So I think that's what the Raiders are doing. You're kind of retooling the secondary and the cornerback position. That is a much, much more important position as the years go along. And you're throwing a bunch of bodies at it. Let's see what, what happens. And in one year and up to five, again, up to is always the key word because it means the base is not that much. It's worth trying out Marcus Peters. And if you get the high side of Marcus Peters, then it's something that's really going to work out for you. And as DeMond has pointed out, if some of these young guys take real steps forward or just some of the other guys that are on this roster – well, then you're feeling pretty good if you're the Las Vegas Raiders. It's a signing that probably you needed to make. Yeah, and I think it's. Uh, I think the other thing is it's fairly low risk for a couple reasons. Right. One, it's not a whole lot of money. You're not crushing your salary cap or anything like that. Um, you're not tying up a lot of money long term. It's one year. Uh, see how he plays. Basically, it's incentive laden. So if he plays really well, you got to pay him. But it's really not even that much money if you do have to pay the full thing. Um, and look, this is also not. You know, if you t- worry about chemistry or things like that, like this is not a team where you're like. Right on the verge of the Super Bowl, man. Let's see how it goes. Like you need to kind of swing a little bit to try to change the the you know kind of the the setting of where the team is. Of hey, look, not expected to be very good. Expected to be the worst worst team in the division. I know. Uh, Expected to be the worst team in the division. Hey, if it works out, great. Maybe you get a couple wins out of it. If it doesn't, you go from six wins to four. Like okay, like fine. And I don't. First of all, I don't think it's going to impact any you know outcome of. You know how many games you win or anything like that, but so this wouldn't you know, push you if, to make a bet on the over, for example. No, definitely not. If you didn't think it was over this morning, you certainly don't think it's over now. If you pay attention, um, but yeah, look, it's it's a guy that can help a little bit, and you need you need to find guys who are going to make that incremental difference and try to make you better. Damon, you mentioned when we talked about this in the first hour when the news broke that. I don't want to put words in your mouth, so you can correct this, that you you understood the signing, but you wanted to see more of a direction in terms of trusting the young guys to develop at the position? Yeah, because that's what this team is all about. I think Adam had the point where the draft that they had this year, hey, this isn't these guys are – don't expect all of these draft picks to contribute this year. They're going to contribute next year. So when it comes to letting these guys just go out there and play, let's see what they have. Amik Robertson, that's someone that I'm high on. Yeah, I mean, Duke Shelley, you bring him in. Where those guys, maybe they can play the inside, maybe they can play the outside. Nate Hobbs, maybe do you want to see him on the outside a little bit more? There's still some pieces there where you can tinker and see what you have with these guys, but bringing in Marcus Peters, he's definitely a day-one starter, and he's a veteran presence. But this team, if they're going to be, as we all think, average at best, what is he really doing? As you guys just may alluded to, he's not changing the win total. I mean, maybe he can add to the interception total. Maybe. And I hope that he does because this team only had six interceptions all year last season. Mm. But besides maybe a few more picks, I don't know what he's bringing. That veteran presence in the locker room, bring back Deron Harmon if you want a guy that's going to teach these DBs how to be a pro. What do you think? I mean, look, I, I, I don't think you get excited about it. I don't think you start doing dances and saying, hey, this, you know, this franchise's fortunes are changed. But, yeah. you know, enjoy. I mean, I mean I think it's, a fun, it's a player. Here's the other thing. There, are, there aren't a whole lot of players who the average common fan who don't follow the Raiders know. Right, they don't know their name. Like, this is a guy you can buy a jersey and you can't name <laughs> every member of the secondary. I can. I'm You're not an average fan. I cover them in the locker room every day. A little bit different. You knucklehead. Uh, so this is the thing. I think what Demond is talking about and this signing, which is 
the Raiders have kind of put themselves in this position. And you hear some of the quotes, you know, again, Devontae Adams talked about needing Josh Jacobs if they want to you know, achieve what they're going to achieve this year, which, of course, every team wants to win the Super Bowl. If you look at it realistically, I, I think have, like, if you're really talking about taking steps forward, it's about being competitive and maybe pushing past that win total. I know they don't talk about gambling win totals, but like six and a half, seven games and maybe being pretty competitive in some division matches. But I think you put yourself in this position to DeMond's point where it's like, yeah, we can develop the young guys, but we're also talking a lot about, like, no, we need to be good now. It's why we got Jimmy Garoppolo. It's why we traded for Devontae Adams. Like, you need to kind of maximize this roster, if you will, which is going to kind of put yourself in purgatory. But they put themselves in this position to do it, which is why I don't think they're going down that route. They're doing everything to try to squeeze every little bit of juice out of this roster. And I still think part of the issue is that – um, and th- look, this is something I've directly asked Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler about, so I'll, I can just say, like, I, I think they deny it as they have to because, you know, that's <laughs> you can't really talk about this publicly, but they deny it. But I said, if you had your ultimate wish, wouldn't the ultimate wish be to tank? Wouldn't that be the ultimate goal right now? Lose as many as you can. And they say, no, you're competitive, you want to win every game, of course. Um, but the reality of the situation is if you truly tanked, Without the commitment from the team and the organization, then who? It's probably not yourself that you're drafting for in the future. Right. Like some other coach and GM are going to be coaching Caleb Williams, not you. So that's the reality of where they stand. Of where, hey, maybe you think the the best idea if you are McDaniel's and Ziggler is to tank. Maybe you think that, like I do. I believe that. But who are they going to be around? So you have to try to win games. Like, that's the reality of it. And you get a guy like Garoppolo as a bridge. Like, nobody thinks Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback of this team in five years. I don't. Maybe but do, he does. But do people really also believe that that bridge is leading to Aiden O'Connell? I don't think so. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's, no, I think yeah, he would have. Yeah, I don't know about that one. There's some believers out there. I mean, I did read a great uh, piece from just. The O'Connell family. Just blog, baby. Guys, you know, I'm coming from Raider Nation Radio. I've heard the calls. I've seen the text. He could be the quarterback of the future. I, look, there is a percentage chance that he could. Look at what Brock sure. Purdy did last year. As people loved Brock Purdy, is the worst thing that happened to late round quarterbacks. I mean, and Tom Brady. We, we we could also watch Brock Purdy implode this year. Yeah, true. <laughs> completely fall apart. So that's one thing or another. Yeah. So, I don't, I, look, I don't think Aiden O'Connell is the answer. Right. So this is. I would say it's overall it's a positive day for the Raiders. Right. You you get Marcus Peters, Jimmy Garoppolo is fine. We learned that yesterday that was going to be the case. But passing the physical, he's going to to avoid the pup list. So everybody that was like, this means nothing. Right? What is it? The meme or like the the gif of the guy standing in front of the exploding building? Like, there's nothing to see here. (laughs) Right? To bring your attention. So there was nothing to see. Garoppolo is going to be great. Overall, it's a pretty positive day for the Las Vegas Raiders. There was a negative, though. Josh Jacobs. Oh, so you're going to say Nate Hobbs being bloody. No, that's, I mean, that's it, too. Okay. Josh Jacobs got on a plane and said, see you later. Never coming back. I don't think that's what he said. <laughs> well, we saw. So we get the report that he was seen getting on a plane with no intention of coming back anytime soon. Why would he? He's not on the team. Like I, I do keep, you know, I do keep seeing this um, notion and this. That's I, a good word. I, this thing of uh, Josh Jacobs is holding out. What's he holding back? What's he holding out from? Josh Jacobs of- is not on the Las Vegas Raiders. He is not a member of the team at this point. What? He's not holding out. He's not under contract. And, like, yes, he could sign the tag whenever he wants and join the team. Sure. Uh, the offer is on the table, and there's not real, not any real possibility of any other deal. Because I mean, they could 
the the other one is I, I see people saying, well, they could just pay him more. Which they could. They can't sign him because you can't sign him to a long-term deal. You can't sign him beyond one year right now. It's one year franchise tag or nothing. They could also say, look, the franchise tag is 10-ish. We'll give you 12. We'll give you 13. I don't know why they would. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I'm all for it. I'm all for making, for him getting as much as he can. I'm all for him getting a long-term deal for him. From the team, I think it's not the right move. But for him, I want to see him get as much as he possibly can. But I don't. I also don't see the team just being like, eh, you know what? We'll give you 13 instead of 10. Why? Why would they do that? I mean, yes, you're, you know, building some, you know, some trust and some, you know, some goodwill. Goodwill, all right. But I, I don't see the team doing that. Well, so let's let's take our break because let's build on this really quickly because this is obviously the big topic, right, running backs and the positional value and what's going to happen with these contracts and what can they do. We had news over the weekend that there was this big Zoom call amongst all of the running backs. Good for Zoom, by the way. Good pub, right? They used Zoom. They didn't use Skype. You know, it's a big thing. Uh, But, like, I'm kind of with you where I feel like there's this thing where, like, we have to care about this. You have to to be on their side. But, like, do you really? Like, what can they actually do at this point? John Von Tobel, Adam Hill, DeMond alongside as well on this edition of, as we have established, Von Tobel, Elos, Vatos. Can't do the uh, can't do the flair, the accent. Even though I think you should. I'm not doing it. Menzanas. Try. I was gonna say try it with your all your might to say a word in Spanish like with the perfect accent. You can pick the word. I don't want to embarrass. Myself. Try it. Try it. <laughs> I'm not that good either. I have a couple when, of words that I'm really strong on. you say perfect accent, you mean like, like I'm actually trying to speak Spanish? Like try to speak Spanish to your full effort. I only have like six words that I'm really strong on. But like other words, like I... No, I, because I'll say this. I tried when I was in uh, Mexico last week. Um, I mean, at the resort, nobody, it's all English, whatever. But like when you go out into town, you're actually like dealing with locals. You're out in a small town. You're trying it. Uh, and then like when I would actually try... There was a lot of chuckling, so I don't really, <laughs> I don't really like that. Give me one. No, I'm out. Why not? Out. Just try one. Gracias. Okay, that's not bad. Come yeah. on. That's good. Miyamo Damon. Miyamo. Tango Ombre. That's. There you go. That's good. I'm hungry. Solid. Yeah, that's, of course. That's yeah. I think it, t- it literally translates to "I have hunger." But I have, yes. Yeah. They'll get the message. If I'm lost somewhere, would you like some? Manzanas. <laughs> Manzanas. <Yeah>. E platinos. <laughs> Love apples and bananas. It's good. It's good. Actually, funny. There, there's a there's an ad uh, the, the we started this earlier when you try the Duolingo app to try to learn Spanish, you for some reason learned a lot about leche and manzanas. It's like know e- why. Well, they're easy words and you use the free are. version of it. Uh yes, for sure. And then there's another app that kind of attacks it, like on a commercial. That's like, hey, if you want to learn how to say apples a bunch of times, like, really? Just do it like, <laughs> I was like, come on, man. Was it Rosetta Stone? No, it was like it's Babbel, I think. Oh, Babbel's the yeah. other one too. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Duolingo's actually got a good app that teaches uh, kids to read. Really? Got Diego on it. Yeah. Right. It's pretty solid. Can he read? He's getting there. How old is he? Four. Is that reading time or is he behind? I don't know. I dude, I don't know. I, I like <laughs> honestly, I don't know. I, I know that I was, when I was younger, I was an advanced reader. So I try not to hold them up to my lofty standards. I'm, a, I'm around a three-year-old very often, and I 
I'm like, I think she's like way smarter than other three year olds, but I, I don't know, dude. Well, it's because no also, because well, you also you don't want to know why. I also don't want to fall into that trap as a parent because every parent's like, oh, of my course. kid is so of course advanced. They are. Right? Well, same, same with dogs. My oh, dog's so much smarter yep, than everybody I, else's uh, dog. Like, no, it poops and pops. Like, no, it's not. Same thing with kids. Although I'll say this. I have two. One is very smart and one is very dumb. Yeah. So I think there's there's just a range. Yeah. Like, I think my kid's bright. I think Diego's pretty bright, but I just, I don't know if he's advanced know. or not. It's right. It's hard to compare him. Yeah. So, like, I know that when I was young- like, I read at a very advanced level. They wanted me to skip kindergarten and go to first grade immediately. It's dangerous, by the way. Um, that was scary. I remember all the big scary kindergartners. I did not well, want to do it. Or, excuse me, the first graders. I did not want to do it. So, uh, I, went, I, I quit. I went kindergarten to third. Did you go back or you, you stayed? Oh, I went back. Yeah, dude, it's terrifying. <laughs> not good, man. Yeah, it, it was, was like, not good. Yeah, dude, it was like first or second. I remember sitting there and just like, in the, and the kids look so much older. Yeah. And I'm just like there and I'm just like. This is terrifying. Yeah. I did it for like a week, and I told my mom, because they were like, just try it out for a week. And I remember going home and be like, I hate this. Like, like, I don't, I don't want to do this. Might have been two weeks. But yep. yeah, I've got was... more questions for Adam. Kindergarten to third yeah. grade? Well, but I was also, look, I, I, was also, I was bigger than other kindergartners, so it wasn't quite as dramatic size-wise. But definitely, the kids were older, and they absolutely hated me. That's, yep. They were like, why is this five-year-old in third grade? This sucks. It was terrible. Awful. I also happened to be a Michigan fan who at the time was living in Columbus. That didn't go well either. So I was wearing Michigan clothes every day. They didn't like that. It was tough. Real tough. Tough living. Man. The I, Ann Arbor to Columbus move was difficult. You watched the TV shows. I remember watching Smart Guy back in the day. It looked like a blast. No. I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's a little tougher than that. Smart Guy was a good show. <laughs> I enjoyed that. I mean, what is that? It was a little. What was that kid's name? Jonathan something, I think. No. Um. Did you ever watch Sister Sister? <laughs> yeah, actually, yes, because uh, my wife rewatched Sister Sister like last year. Okay, so the twins they had a younger brother. And right. His Disney uh, okay. Channel show was a smart guy. He was same know, character. Like, was it a spinoff or was it a whole no? Different no, just just, happened, just just picture if those T and Tamara. Okay. Picture them in the boy version, so they're a younger brothers. Ten-year-old genius joins a freshman high school class. I wasn't a Disney kid. No. No, I never really watched. The only the only Disney thing that I have a strong memory of enjoying was Brink. I don't even know what that is. Brink that was, was the movie. Yeah, the roller skating movie. Or the rollerblading movie. <laughs> oh. Excuse me, sorry. Oh no. Rollerblading movie. I'm out. It was just, they went to like the X Games or something. It was great. Uh yeah, that sounds terrible. It, it was probably better than whatever you're watching. No, I was watching a lot of good the stuff. The Timon and Pumbaa original series. Was he watching? What is happening? <laughs> that was a deep cut. <laughs> what is happening right now? My cousin's watching. Watch it. It a lot was of, terrible. Watching a lot of uh, guts. No, no, Nickelodeon. That is. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was watching that. I was big on Legends of the Hidden Temple. Mick Arcade. Oh, I don't know about <laughs> that. that. Was good Double too. Dare though was good. Double Dare two thousand. I, I wanted to be on Double Dare. I do, so and I remember watching, and be like, I would kill this. <laughs> like these people are stupid. They're I could t- do this. They were terrible. That yeah, that and Legends of the Hidden Temple, where you're just like, like, dude, like it's clearly right there. What are you doing? <laughs> I would destroy it. I would what the Silver Snakes? I'd be on them. I would yep. go a double there. The questions were so easy. The challenges were so yeah. easy. Oh, dude, I could have totally done it. <laughs> so, it would have been to the point where they deleted the episode because yeah. I cleaned up so well. Just ruined, it would have <laughs> ruined the <laughs> show. Too. They would have never aired because they just want you to go dare, double dare, physical challenge, and then do the physical challenge. But I just answered every question. <laughs> right, like dare. Okay, I'll answer this one too. Yep. Just Let's answer go. every one. It's great. Yeah, I was going to talk about the running backs here. Why? 
Running back should go on double down. Just crush it, make extra money. <laughs> well, okay, I'll just we'll do it this way because this is the point I wanted to bring up. Because you're kind of going down this the path. Zoom call. Well, not the Zoom call, but it's kind of like that. Like I, heard, I saw this news and I just thought, like, what is the point? You are under a collectively bargained agreement. Outside of getting every running back in the National Football League to sit these games out and not participate, what are you supposed to do? Oh, I like I like a co- well. They're not going to do anything, and I think that's part of what they learned on the Zoom call. Right. I mean, is, even Nick Chubb was like very hard. Even Nick Chubb afterwards, like, yeah. I, I mean, I kind of told him, I was like, I don't know what we're supposed to do, man. Yeah, and that that's fair. Like, I do think potentially starting their own union could work. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be a very difficult process and something hard to figure out. It's not going to work for this year, but potentially that could work. Um, it sounds like one of the things they discussed is we're all hurt, which would be fantastic. But no, but see, here's the thing. Though. I would love to see it. But we are all hurt as in like the running backs that were on that Zoom call. But if you're running back X who's undrafted and just wants to get I don't onto think a you can use that. Why? It's copyrighted. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like again, it's kinda like we talk about all the time with these things. Like, unless you're you have to get every running back. Because, right. again, like, I, and I saw we were talking about this off the air. TJ Husmajad made the point. Austin Eckler, you were the undrafted guy that came up when the other dude wanted more money, yeah. and you killed it. Yeah. So, like, what is stopping? Like, that is such a hard thing to do. Of course. To tell all these guys on the fringes of the roster, miss time and miss checks so I can make more money. Like, that's – it doesn't make that much sense. Like, how does that even work? How do you convince your others to do well, that? Well, if they were all hurt. What do you mean all? Like every running back? Every running back. But that's what I'm saying. Like, but so this, so on Saturday night, they're all hurt. Sunday morning, what are you doing? Right. Sunday morning, they all wake up. But you're ignoring. They show up at the stadium. We're all hurt. You're ignoring my. You have back, no running backs today. But you're ignoring my main point. Why would fringe roster guy do that? Well, for when they because so Austin Eckler then if we're going to use Austin right. Eckler as the case Austin Eckler when he's a rookie and you're right so he moves in gets moves in, the, they're like hey uh, Melvin Gordon wants a lot of money. Like, all right, well, we're going to go with this rookie for a lot less money, and he's going to come up. Now, the reason the younger guys do it, or you get the younger guys to do it, is because you're like, hey, you're going to make the team this year and push me out. But in three years, you're not getting paid. So you're doing it for your future and the future of the the position to say when you are at that level, when it is time to get your paycheck. Because Austin Eckler pushes him out thinking, I'm going to crush it and I'm going to get paid one day. No, you're not. And that's what people said about Josh Jacobs last year. Hey, they didn't pick up your, your tag. They didn't pick up your fifth-year option. Just go out and crush it. They'll have to pay you. No, they don't. Mm-hmm. They don't. They're not going but to. I, I think so that's – So if you're, if you're the young player, you're doing it based on the promise of, hey, if I do make it, I do want to get paid when I make it. Sure. And but so that's why you're, you're being a part of this. That's an easy message to sell, but financially, when you have to take care of whatever family members you have to take care of and you're the main source, right, it's easy to sell the message – but then when you're financially putting yourself at risk and right and looking around and going, man, I'm not playing and doing all this stuff, like I get I'm doing it for the future, but also at the same time. Well, like, that's why that's why you're saying you're not you're not gonna leave the team, you're just hurt. Like do it for one week. Everybody's okay. hurt. Right? You you're gonna play a game today, like we all woke up Sunday morning, we're all hurt. And you're gonna play a game today with no running backs. Now what? Are they important? And still collect your Are they important? You're still getting paid. Are they important or not? You don't have them on the roster. You're not gonna, you're gonna have them not on the team today. So what happens when they all sit out and then we discover a new form of football where it's just like all spread that's, out? That's the there's problem. like no running backs. We all love it. Yeah, and there's like it's like sixty five to seventy. We all and love it's a ridiculously it. awesome I mean, game. It'd be great. <laughs> it would not be good for them. But I look, I, I don't think that's the best solution either. I don't know what the best solution is. I know there's a lot of people that say who cares? But you should care. Mm-hmm. Like 
I guess you shouldn't because it doesn't matter your, your day-to-day life, but if you're a fan of football, you should care that there is a position that they are intentionally – and then I hear the, people counter and say, well, it's just because the value – like, yeah, we know. We know why the market is depressed. You beat the hell out of these guys for four years and then say, well, now we're not going to pay you because you're beaten down. Like, that is unbelievably unfair. It just is. And so there has to be something that's done. It's very, very hard to come up with a solution of what should be done because, again, both sides are right. Teams shouldn't be paying running backs, but running backs should be getting paid. That's a very, very difficult topic. Like, How do you fix that? I don't know. All right, let's do another giveaway. Qualified to win four tickets to win an Aviators game, and you have a shot at winning this weekly grand prize trip this week. Four-day trip to Orlando's Disney World, Orlando Universal Studios, and a tour of the Kennedy Space Center. Or you can take $3,000 cash, take the trip, or take the cash. It's the summer of fun. Qualified and to get a shot, winning the weekly grand prize trip. Call number 7, 702-364-1100, 702-364-1100. That was slam ball over the weekend. So awesome. <laughs> it's so good. I got to get out there. I did uh, I, I did write in my column, and soon, you know, Stay tuned. Slam Ball Podcast coming soon. Seriously? <laughs> Me and you. Oh, I'm down. Slam Ball Podcast I'm totally down. Um, I do think, and like I, I went out to a practice and I went out to the games on Friday night. Um, there is an issue, and I, I wrote about it a little bit uh, this weekend, but there are so many rules, and a lot of them are very, very difficult to understand. And I do think that's a hurdle they're going to have to climb. Okay. Um, can you give us an example? So – not really, because I'll just tell you, like, the whistle blows every 10 oh, seconds. okay, I got you. And you're like, wait, what was that? Like, I don't understand. Is what it, was that call? So is it a thing that the rules are complicated, or it's just that you're not used to the rules, so it seems complicated? Both. You know what I'm saying? And, and, I, I, and the other thing I wrote is I don't think the players understand all the rules, which they, they should, because I was, very, I was very surprised when I went out to the practice. First of all, I think I talked about this. I sat in on a film session. Mm-hmm. With a team, they're they're drawing up plays, designing plays, looking at looking back, saying, "Hey, this is you should do this. You should be here." Like they're breaking down tape, they're breaking down tape of their their opponents. Um, like they're really treating this like a real sport, which I love. And they are almost all of them are you know football or basketball players from college. Like they're all athletes, so they this is how they understand you know how to how to go about their work. So I, I'm impressed by that part. And a lot of that was they had a referee in their film room too that was like, "Hey, you can do this. You can't do this. You can do this. You can't do this." And players were like, "What about this?" I, what about in this situation? And like they were still asking a lot of questions, uh, but they've been doing this every day. I think that they're either they have to adjust the rules a little bit so that they're more understandable and there's less whistles, or maybe it's just the players have to get used to it a little bit more. Um, but I do think like literally you're watching the game, and it might be a little bit different on TV that they might explain it a little bit better. But when you're there in the arena, you're right. like, wait, what? 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 Is there a PA announcer that's explaining stuff too? Or? There wasn't. I mean, there was the, the PA announcer was more just the hype guy. Okay, um, so that would, would like, probably be helpful for the in arena experience. But I right? don't like. I do think that there. I think there's very few people that know all the rules. Yeah, like uh, Mason Gordon, who we had on the show. Like I think he knows because he like invented the sport. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them are like the traveling rule is really weird because you can you can you don't always have to dribble, but sometimes you have to dribble, and then you have to dribble if you hit. The trampoline, and you're going to another trampoline. You have to like bounce the ball somewhere, either off the wall or off the floor. Um, and then really? you can hit only in the front, so you can tackle people from the front, but not from the side or the back. Okay. Um, and then at the rim, when you bounce off the trampoline and go up, 
you can there's a lot of contact that's allowed, but you have to be trying to play the ball at the same time. Right. So it's like Ooh, so that's, that's a, a discretion pretty, of the refs, huh? That's very yeah, subjective. subjective yeah. Um and the, the and then you can't like you can't hit the trampoline at the same time as somebody else. It's called popcorning, I think. Oh, it's great. That's what you, that's what you did when you were kids, right? I mean, didn't you do that when you were a yeah, kid? Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, like, yeah, but, like, to try to, like, but sometimes they do it and it's allowed. I think like two offensive players can't hit at the same I, I literally don't know. I've watched a lot of slam ball. I still don't know all the rules. And I, you know, I'm a rules guy. Like, I'm obsessed with it. But the whistle was blowing way too much. Yeah. So I think that that's something they have to do. But. It's awesome. The highlights are incredible. Oh, it's, the video is great. <laughs> like when great. you watch them, the, the moments are yeah. it's, the moments are everything I remember it used yeah, to be. Of course, you know, big hits, big dunks. Um, it's fun. It's incredibly fun. But I do think there's a, there's a couple little things if it's going to take the next step. And I, maybe this is maybe this is what we we romanticize about slam ball from watching it the first time. Of oh my gosh, the highlights are incredible. But maybe it didn't catch on because. This uh, these other issues, right? Yeah, because like, I don't remember that, right? Like, the minutia the of all start, that. Start, stop, yeah. start, stop, and then there's like sometimes you just get points for a foul, and then sometimes you have to do a face off. Okay, which the face offs are the best thing in the sport. What is it? It's one defender, one offensive player, go to the rim. Oh, dope! Yeah, <laughs> meet, I'm down meet with at the rim. So, so like a shoot, okay, so like yeah. a, like a penalty shot. Almost, yeah, say. okay. But I want that on every foul. Sure, that's great. And then sometimes they're like, no, nah, you just get three points. Like, wait, what? Huh? Why do we get three points sometimes? We do the face off sometimes. Is there? A, I can't remember. Is there a three point shot? I think it's a four point. It's shot. a four point shot. It's from hard distance? to make a long. It's yeah. hard to make a long, long jump. So, so at some point, what I'm asking is, when I become the head coach of a sure. slam ball team, sure. can I ruin the game with analytics and my team is just just no, bombing think, away from four point? I range? think there's already analytics. No, because that would not be a. It's not a. Uh, not, it's not an a mathematically shot. sound. It's yeah. not an efficient shot because the rim. It's I'll not make a, it efficient. It's not a basketball rim. Oh, it's a, a very point. soft rim because yeah, there's so much contact slamming. at the rim. They're slamming. Yeah. And then also if you if you dunk, it's three points. If you lay it up, it's two. So you actually have to forcefully. Oh, so we're going to the rim. Yeah, you have to forcefully dunk the ball, not just lay it up there. Oh, so that's up to discretion too? Oh, yeah. Well, I don't remember that. Yeah. So you have to. So refs decide whether or not it was a vicious enough slam yes. to award them three points. I think, I think it's technically if you touch the rim with the ball still in your hand. And push it through. Okay, I think is the the rule. It doesn't have to be like forceful. I think it's just an actual dunk. So what if someone in like Blake Griffin's it like slam dunk contest? You think they get the three points? Fair question. I don't think they do. That is forceful. I think it's but forceful is my own word. Okay. I think it's just I think it's just if you actually dunk it, which is put the ball through the rim with the ball still in your hand, and touch the rim. Almost broke the. Microphone. Almost got three points. That's three points for dunking on the microphone. I think that's what it is. But again, like I am somebody who really, really wants to study the rules, and it's very hard. It's hard to do. Were you there when the two coaches got into it? No, I got there a little bit after, which is great. That's. I mean, I love that too. By the way, one of the coaches is Coach Carter. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Movie coach. Yeah, I was gonna say like the Coach Carter. Yeah, he's one of the coaches. Wow, I had no idea. But they got demolished. Yeah, they didn't do well. Oh, so okay, so he's not no not no Hollywood well. script on that. No, as you say, not doing that well. No, huh? no. I was kind of surprised. It's always like the thing with like physical sports like this because there was another moment too where there was like a hard hit, and like immediately a dude like jumped over on the trampoline to like go fight the guy, which like <laughs> you don't look really tough when you're hopping is, on a trampoline, no, you, you know? You like it's not as intimidating when you're hopping over on the trampoline to like go fight a dude, but like it's, it's you know what you signed up for. Why are you getting mad? I, I don't know. But I, I, mean, there, I mean, it is. There is, uh, but there's also, as you said, you're not, 
you look silly, but there's also a huge embarrassment factor. Come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) Meet me at the rim. All right. Just hop in. And I will tell you, I I told you what I'll say, Ron. Like, it is a – it is much different experience than you think. It's it's not jumping on a regular trampoline. Oh, no. You take off on those things. And if you try to go one trampoline to another, you would just rock it up. Well, that's, I, I would think, too, popcorning's got to be dangerous. I think so, yeah. Like, how imagine how high you can get on a trampoline like that, and then you don't know, like, how you're going to land or where you're going to go. Also, there was the moment that I, when I, like, when I've been on the floor and I've kind of bounced around a little bit, the moment that I feared actually did happen, but Somebody it wasn't bad. It was more like the trampolines are really they do a really good job of like protecting them, I guess. But there is still those springs on the side yep. and they're covered by a pad, but there was a huge contact at the rim and then the guy came back down and his leg went in between the trampoline and the pad, like into the springs, and I was like, That's terrifying. Yeah. Like somebody's leg is just gonna snap at some point. It also reminds me of one of my favorite YouTube videos from back in the day, where the kid tried to dunk on the uh the hoop off the trampoline, but his leg went through, and then he got caught. Yeah, he's just hanging up upside down. It's not good. <laughs> Trampolines are dangerous, man. They really are. So you get one free jump with your media pass, or how does that work? Oh, uh, we just waited. Well, I went to practice, and I was able to bounce around. But then we just waited until after the session was over and went back on the court. Okay. I showed you, I showed, you, uh, I showed John, uh, one of my coworkers, a good friend of mine. I he did the thing know. that we have all done, where when you jump on the trampoline, your knees buckle. You know? Yeah. But he, he threw a dunk down. It did, eventually yeah. he did. I mean, I'm not saying my knees wouldn't buckle. I'm sure they would. Oh, dude, I'm telling you, the first time I hit it, I said, whoa, whoa, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. You Because you really propel off those. They're very, very, uh, I guess they're tightly wound, and then you just, they just like. Did you let out a guttural roar when you slid it like No, it was more like a, oh. It was like, oh, whoa. whoa. Oh, no. It's rough. Cofield and Company presents. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Grab bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Z's an awesome place, man. No, it's not. A lot of good stuff up don't, there. On, don't call it that. On the Z machine. Can I tell you? That's one of my. I'm gonna go off on a tangent. That is one of the more annoying crutches in media that I have found. Have you noticed that a lot of people, especially in like sports radio, call it the they used to call it the Twitter machine? Yes. And they say it a lot. Yeah. It's an old person thing, I think. Yeah. Not a big fan. No. But on the Z machine. You're Le- all in on that? Oh yeah. King James. Okay. LeBron. Oh no. Tweeting out a, a a gif of Forrest Gump running as fast as he can, saying, Me headed to Saudi. When they call Rich Paul and Mav Carter for that one-year deal. Peace emoji. Shrug emoji. Disappointed in LeBron. <laughs> Are we outraged? I'm not outraged. I'm disappointed. That's it? Just, yeah, I mean, it's not – he hasn't been consistent. I, I I support a lot of what he He's says. just joking. I don't think he's joking. He's just <laughs> I think he'd joking. actually go. I, I mean, yes, he's joking, but I think he actually would go if they were going to pay him that much money. So if if we're really, because I'm sure there will be think pieces about this. I'm sure people will talk about this. If we are legitimately upset with LeBron, we have to be upset with Giannis, correct? Uh, but it's cute when he does it. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. A lot of people are just like, <laughs> Giannis. That immigrant spirit, he's not going to yeah. pass up a dollar. English is his second language. Like, let's just laugh. It's funny. There's no failure in sports. Mm. Well, that's a whole other thing. You don't have to crush him for that. It's not fair. It's it's difficult. Well, you also, 
Well, it's not that, difficult. If you're mad at LeBron joking about taking Saudi money, you got to be mad at Giannis. This is the way this thing works. It's the same thing. Well, I think you could say that he's not American, and there might be different feelings. Ooh, toward, I mean, that's, that's a good point. There you possible. go. Um, he's American by spirit. He had fried Oreos. Sure. Uh, and a corn dog. Like you, and a Slurpee. I think you applaud people when they have the right stance, and you you criticize them when they don't, but you know- you you never know how much people know about a certain situation, how much they're educated about it. If they're just, jo- I mean, if it's literally just a joke, if there actually was money offered and he did some, you know, background understanding and said, okay, maybe I shouldn't do that. You, you don't know. I mean, I think people can be right about some things and wrong about others. And does it make him hypocritical to a point? Sure, but you also don't know the level of understanding people have about topics when they what? make jokes about it. Is basketball actually in danger? You think? I just don't understand what the concept of the entertainment would be. I understand it from the Saudi perspective, right? You're just getting this person, yeah, you know, well, this massive star over here, whatever. Yeah. I just don't understand outside of the money. I guess that's just what it is. But like, just going to play and like, would it eventually just be a terrible league that you'll dominate for you know seven hundred plus million dollars over a year? I guess that's worth it. I mean, I guess you would have to get everyone. That's what I'm saying. Like, if to run, you know, like an actual league like this or do something, but it would where basketball be, is actually would hope, a danger. I mean, I, I think the, the point would be get him at the end of his career for his final season. Just do like people a, are going to watch just to see him dominate people. So just do like a like a Globetrotters thing, except it's in a Saudi uniform yeah, and a it's LeBron. League. Yeah. Or maybe now, they could just also get some okay players from other surrounding leagues that are overseas. Michael Beasley. It'll still be him dominating. So like, but you, but like, to so your point, so you'd get like you'd get like Hassan Whiteside and. Michael Beasley and like Mike Bibby, sure. You know, just sure. sign all Kimba these guys. Walker just signed a deal for a team. Yeah, like right. yesterday. I mean, that's yeah. No, you're. So I'm saying it's not like Scrubs where it's like, oh, that's a local Saudi plumber, sure. where they can afford to just. <laughs> just <laughs> that's, the that's the case. <laughs> LeBron against the plumbers. He's you know, playing like now, He's playing him, in a trade league. Pay him, pay him seven hundred fifty million dollars, but it's LeBron versus five guys. And LeBron's by himself. I watch that. Is, I is it watch five that. plumbers or five players? What would make it more entertaining? I think five plumbers, right? Because there's a chance he could actually still win like a couple of those games. He would. Would right. he win? It's Saudi plumbers. I'd, I'd watch it. All right. I'm I mad. wouldn't watch a whole season of it though. Watch one game. Yeah, I'm mad. I'm I'm, I'm feeling the rage right now. <laughs> we better move on. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Are you done with quarterback? I'm finished. Yeah. Yeah. All the way through. I haven't finished I thought it. Was it yet. Great. Are you done? Yep, finished it this weekend. Okay. You liked it? I thought it was great. I loved it. That doesn't sound so hard knock for qu- hard knocks for quarterbacks. It's great. But it's and not even like, a little bit more inside. I think it's a little bit better. The first two episodes I've only watched, it seemed a little bit better than Hard Knocks. Well, here's the thing. I can't stand Kirk Cousins. What? After watching it, I'm I'm a bigger Kirk Cousins fan. I'm Why out. not? I sound legitimately Just, hurt by this. It's just I can't do it. He takes Tuesdays off to be with his wife. I mean, yeah. you know, he's gonna, he could probably be a better quarterback if he didn't. Exactly. <laughs> but I like that he has I, that work-life I, balance. What I don't understand is you can take Tuesdays off to be with your family, but you can't dress yourself because you're so dedicated to football. <laughs> How do those two things mesh? I don't. I mean, the shirt was awful. It was. Right, can I just say this is my theory? I haven't. And said then this. he totally threw his wife under the bus. I haven't said this outright, like out loud, but I'm going to officially say this oh, right boy. now. So Brittany Mahomes, everybody just likes to like, oh, she's annoying. She's terrible. I was more in. Mahomes is kind of like her. Personality-wise, I, he's a little bit like her. I actually I liked, think I liked both Patrick and Brittany more after this. All I know is that I want like a, a rah-rah guy behind me like Patrick does. When he was <laughs> regaling everybody with the Max Crosby story, there's sure. a guy back there like, 
I want one of those his guys. New house is, his new house is sick, too. Yeah, it is. It's so sick. Man. You think he made those jumpers on the first try? Yeah. You know, if LeBron goes over, they might need Sports Talk Radio out there in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Give us 750 mil. <laughs> I'll tweet out my Forrest Gump gift now. <laughs> there you go. See? They'll get you. All right. Day off tomorrow for the Las Vegas Aces game. Covid and the company will be back on Wednesday. Have a good night, everybody. We'll see you.